Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Sakit and Tapan, and this is Cold Brew Money. We are talking about money because your friends and family won't. But before we start, as always, if you like Cold Brew Money, hit the subscribe button. You can give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast as well. You can even subscribe to us on YouTube. It helps us push good content on weekly basis. Today we have a very special guest with us, Ian Phillips. He is a blockchain developer and co-founder of Etherize, a hybrid formation portal that helps crypto organizations leverage legal entities and legal entities leverage blockchain tools for the benefit of their communities, users and investors. Welcome to the show, Ian. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How yeah. are y'all? Good. Good. Like the story of how you and Atit met, like that was very interesting to me. So, like Atit, do you want to like elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I signed up for this service called Lunch Club, uh, like a month back. Uh, and you in that like service, you have to put a, put up all your interests, like what are you interested in, what is your background, and stuff like that. And the service will try to match up with uh, people that uh, you have a similar background with, or things that you want to learn. Uh, and uh, we got paired um, on the on that service, and uh, I, I had a you know brilliant conversation. Like it, it's usually around forty forty five minutes. Um, and I learned a lot about the crypto uh, world, uh, and I asked uh, in like if you know he'd be interested to talk to us about cryptocurrency and blockchain and you know uh, where it is going next. So and he was gracious enough to say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunch club is fun. Yeah, you meet yeah. a lot of cool people in there. Cool. So let's dive into it. Um, what is cryptocurrency for people who don't know anything about it and why do we even need one yeah good questions um cryptocurrencies they they can do a lot of different things they're at, at base they're really just a digital asset that is secured by cryptography um so that means you know typically they are self-sovereign so you if you have the keys to um, a wallet that holds cryptocurrencies, then nobody can steal those from you. Um, so they're completely like secure against governments, against you know any sort of group, no matter how much money they have. You know, it's 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 impossible to great break cryptography um, with the current computing paradigm. So it's essentially this you know really hard um, digital asset that you can transact. You know, it's internet native. So all of like the you know dollars and, and and banking systems, none of it is internet native. So you can't like, you know, just send it, you can't program it. You can't, um, if you, you know, you can like ask your bank to send something and then, you know, it'll take a few days and the banks will talk to each other. But with a cryptocurrency, I can send it to you directly peer to peer. And uh, depending on the blockchain or the technology that we use, it can take like a few seconds or less than a second. Um, it's completely permissionless, you know, so you don't have to ask for, you know, you don't have to ask your bank to send, um, you know, the money. I can just send it to you. It's essentially, the, the, you know, cryptocurrencies are a number of different things, but, you know, traditionally they're, they're a form of um, digital cash, you know, peer to peer. So I can just send it directly to you. It's very fast. It's, um, they're pseudonymous. So you have a wallet address um both of us have wallet addresses and anyone can see that we're paying each other but they don't know who owns the wallet addresses um and why we need one is um is yeah i guess you can answer that in 
you know specific to uh, each like you know group of people's problems um i would say you know somewhere in china or, or like to someone in china it will mean something different to you know someone in the us versus someone in africa um in china you know the um i guess compelling use case there is you know against it's 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 uncensorable um so a authoritarian government can't stop you from uh can't stop me from sending you bitcoin um whereas you know typically china does censor uh dissidents and um you know like anything like having to do with tiananmen square like you can't you know say anything that the government doesn't want and if you do then they'll freeze your funds so they can essentially rob you so they can't do that with bitcoin um and you know somewhere in like africa it might be more important to so um it's harder to get than a bank account but with uh this internet native you know cryptocurrencies people can just hold uh basically their phone can be their bank they can hold money in their in their um in their blockchain addresses and they can send it you know directly transact peer to peer with that money so um yeah there's a number of yeah i mean and in and the us it's a, it's a different use case too um but we can get into that when we get into um ethereum i think i think in the us it's really just a hedge against um poor monetary policy so you know with the fed printing trillions of dollars um you want something that you know doesn't inflate and bitcoin's emission schedule is mathematically defined so it's somewhat similar to gold um in that um there's a really well defined a stock of bitcoins and there's a really well defined flow of new bitcoins and eventually that will stop uh, at 21 million so yeah with, whereas with the dollar you have no idea how many dollars will be made and etc uh like from what i've read i think some percent of uh, and i'm just talking about bitcoin you like some percent of bitcoin are already lost in servers or something like that right <laughs> Yeah, essentially with the current computing paradigm which may change in the um future when quantum computers come out and um can break current cryptography but you know ideally will have upgraded the technology the the cryptography that secures bitcoin will hopefully be upgraded by then but um you know it's it's and and in addition bitcoin is so decentralized that it's really hard to get like consensus on upgrades to the blockchain you know the technology that runs bitcoin so it's there's a tiny probability that you know people who have lost their keys who basically mined bitcoins on their hard drives and then they were you know when bitcoin is worth a dollar or something they threw their hard drive away and thinking it would never be worth anything so there are a number of bitcoins that are lost um because people lost their keys essentially to their to their uh, bitcoin wallet um so yeah it's a very low probability that those will ever be brought back yeah they're 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 probably lost for good <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the you know analogy uh, equivalent would be like dumping gold into ground and then uh, forgetting about it, right? So I'm sure a good amount of gold has been <laughs> buried somewhere in the ground and or uh, you know in some fixed deposit that people don't know about. So yeah, yeah, I guess in the future the pirates of the future will be hunting, mm. for, <laughs> sailing the seas of bits and searching for Bitcoin treasure. Yeah, lost Bitcoin treasure. Yeah. That that's a that's so that's a fun occupation I guess. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh 
uh, you said uh, we we touched upon this, but uh, how how does uh, Bitcoin work? It, it works on top of like the blockchain technology, right? So the underlying uh, thing is bl- uh, blockchain, and if we had to define blockchain from my very very limited understanding, it's like its own network, uh, like how we have internet. Blockchain is uh, its own network. Is that correct to say? Or yeah, I mean it it works on top of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. So you do need internet for blockchain to work. I would say it's it's really simplest understanding is is, is it's a database that uh, you like is secured by um, depending on the blockchain um, different algorithms. You have proof of work and proof of stake, um, proof of history. There's all sorts of interesting algorithms that secure blockchains, but essentially you have an algorithm that computers that miners. Um, perform to secure a database and um, you can write to the database for a small fee and uh, but it's basically impossible to change the database once you've written it so that's that chain of blocks where you have each block is a um, a small group of writes to the database so you you know maybe have like a uh, hundred transactions in a um, in a block and that could be like you know i send you a bitcoin that could be one of the transactions and then one is you know you send someone else your dad a bitcoin and um once those are entered in the database they can't be changed so yeah it's 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 essentially a database that costs money to write to it's really hard to change um once you once you do write to it and um you you can't you know spend what you don't have so that's that's another thing is it, it's really good for money because, you know, once I send you a Bitcoin, um, if that's all I had in my wallet, then I can't spend it. I can't spend anymore, um, you know, because I'm I'm trying to write to a database where it's, you know, you can't go negative Bitcoin. You you can only have a positive amount. So yeah, it's 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 good for something like money. Um, it, it, and then you know you can get into more um, blockchains that you know something like Ethereum. Um, but we can, I don't know if, we, I think we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Like what is Ethereum? Like if you spoke about it, let's discuss that. Yeah, yeah. So Ethereum um, co-founded um, by, I think Gavin Wood and, and Vitalik uh, Buterin, they figured out how to make blockchain not only just be a database where you can you know write to it, um, but you can actually write uh, arbitrary uh, logic to it so that uh, essentially it becomes a world computer. So um, it's, it's what's called Turing complete as in it can, it can pretty much, you know, do anything that a computer does. So you can write um, what you call smart contracts. And these are just, uh, these are just computer programs that you pay a small fee to install onto the Ethereum blockchain. And then uh, people who want to use that program, that smart contract, pay a small fee um, proportional to the compute power that it requires. So it's essentially in 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 you know day to day life, like when you use a website, um, if it if it has any sort of you know um, <clears throat> like backend and in, uh, backend integration, like something like Google, when you use Google, you access. Uh, there's two parts. You have a front end and a back end. The front end lives in your browser, so. Um, that's like the stuff that you see. And then when you type in search, that sends that uh, information to the uh, the server, the Google servers, which they control. So um, 
in 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 the blockchain though you have a front end the same as you know google but the back end is actually um has the same security and uh, censorship resistant permissionless guarantees as the blockchain so you when you when you use a blockchain or when you use an ethereum um app you you know use the front end type in search and then you'd pay a small amount pay a small fee to run that program on the ethereum blockchain and then you'd get you know results so it's 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 essentially a back end um but you know nobody nobody owns it um it's all it's all uh, secured by by miners and and um yeah and you know a large ethereum has a has a very large market cap as well so it's 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 fairly secure and decentralized mm. Okay, so what is the difference between like Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin? Yeah, say. so Bitcoin is pretty much just that database where you know people can send Bitcoins around, um, whereas Ethereum is more of a world computer, so you can actually run programs on it. Oh, okay. And then like for Bitcoin, and you touched upon this, or uh, you said market cap. Like, so me being a rookie, and I have no idea how like everything works, but like something that I always stumbled on was like, how do you value something like Bitcoin in terms of market cap, and how do you put a dollar value to Bitcoin? You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I would, I would like in Bitcoin the most probably to gold um as as an investment vehicle obviously not like a, a jewelry you know a source for making jewelry um but yeah you know people value an asset is is as valuable as people think it is um so in 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 that regard you know bitcoin is just as valuable as um as people think it is but the i guess the it has a number of interesting features that help people value value it um which is a really well defined emission schedule so you know gold purportedly gets its value from you know there's x amount of gold that exists right now and there's you know a certain amount of gold that will be mined each year so you get you know this 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 pretty well defined because we've been mining gold for you know thousands of years you have a pretty good idea of how much gold there is on on earth so you you know it it, it creates this formula where you have this you know you know x supply and you have you know a certain demand for gold and you have a certain you know uh x um or y you know new supply of gold uh that that's produced so that's that's generally how people value gold and bitcoin is actually uh, um similar in that you you have a really well defined you know new supply of bitcoin produced uh each each block that's mined uh, which which will be halved until the uh, emission schedule you know emits zero uh bitcoins per block and that's at 21 million bitcoins and um yeah you have a, you know you know how many bitcoins there are so it's it's and it's it's impossible to change that emission schedule so yeah it's just sort of a a a rare good or you know a a scarce good that um has all these nice properties where you know we can exchange it um very easily permissionlessly um and you can hold these bitcoins and nobody can steal them from you unless they actually you know steal there's a number of ways to prevent um people stealing them from you you know because even if they take your wallet that doesn't mean that they can log into it but of course you know they could beat you over the head with a wrench until you tell them your password so there are ways to steal bitcoins 
yeah but okay. uh, just sorry to interrupt just as a follow up to that like uh, for gold um, and i'm just going through your example like for gold you know it's gold and there is a limited supply but as you said like bitcoin is built on a blockchain technology so like what's stopping someone else to come up with a different version of bitcoin and like what like how do you know that bitcoin is better than something new that is coming up totally yeah 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 exactly so it's like how do you i think it's a great question like why i guess like why does bitcoin have such a enormous market cap where there are other coins that have better technology that you know are faster and cheaper um i would say the the main you know um properties of bitcoin that uh, work in its favor are its decentralized nature so it's it's sort of had this amazing like you know this immaculate sort of conception where you know it was founded um 2009 so you know like 11 years ago and um it started founded you know depends on it was released into the world um and um it's been you know it's there've been so many different people involved in the network you know for these past 11 years that uh it's 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 so decentralized like it's it's distribution is so decentralized you know there's no company that runs bitcoin um the nodes that um support the network you know are really easy to run and there's i think there's this website that you can check this but you know there there should be like thousands of nodes um the the they're like the amount of sort of like horsepower that is behind the miners in the bitcoin network is is enormous so that that supports its security so i would say that the things you know where's like other cryptocurrencies you know there will be like companies that sort of release it they'll take a large percent of the um tokens for themselves um they're not very decentralized so the miners or or whatever algorithm that they use to secure the network you know those those the miners running those algorithms are not very decentralized so basically you can round up you know like 10 of them if there are 10 miners you can round them up and and you know put them all in prison and now your network is could put um and a lot of the there's not as many nodes so the nodes are basically keep track of the actual um the data in the blockchain whereas the miners are the ones that are producing new data so it's it's really bitcoin has this amazingly secure network of and and it goes back like uh, uh when it comes to assets like gold or you know where you can't they don't have like a lot of fundamentals to go by it's it's usually the market cap is a function of how much someone else is willing to pay for it right so uh, but it, uh, in terms of bitcoin you can actually store data you there are few applications uh, just like gold right you can uh, you can make stuff out of gold uh, and wear it uh, whereas in bitcoin you could have like transactions that are there in it like the and i think it's it's i don't know i might be wrong but uh, bitcoin is one of those uh, uh where a lot of transactions are there compared to like other other uh, cryptocurrencies right so that yeah. makes it more valuable yeah yeah it's much more widely distributed i would say another benefit of bitcoin over gold is that it's really easy to sort of assay bitcoin like to determine that it's the real bitcoin that you just received whereas gold it's really hard to do that and it's hard to move around as well so i can send you a bitcoin in 10 minutes whereas you know i don't know how many maybe it would take days probably to send you gold um it'd be really expensive and 
And then once you get the gold, you have to melt it down and like do an essay on it. <laughs> Whereas it's, you know, it's, it's way easier to figure out if you actually received a Bitcoin or not. It's, yeah, Bitcoin is cool. Ethereum is really cool though. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would say just, you know, cause while we're, I guess we're sort of like going on this tangent of like, well, crypto versus gold, but you know, the, the it's not just Bitcoin. I, w- I would say Ethereum is, is really compelling as well um, mm-hmm. because you have a number of like really cool applications for it. So one thing that um, Etherize does is um, we help um, organizations that are in this like, you know, typical real world and um, like help them use blockchain to like augment their businesses. So one thing is uh, I, I think Ethereum will Ethereum has like a number of interesting use cases. I would say one is governance and another is decentralized finance. Um, and just so Etherize helps with um, the governance side of things. So it's like if people want to run any part of their business on a blockchain so they can uh, essentially like distribute uh, tokens to users or or founding team members or you know members of the business and they can do the they can have these uh, permissionless censorship resistant votes on the blockchain to either signal things or they can distribute money in that in that way so um, it, it helps businesses sort of decentralize themselves so that you know there is no one single point of failure um and and you can tell that the community is actually you know has a vote and and can't be you know um i guess uh, censored in any way and you know it's it's nice for uh, companies like uh, nonprofits so companies like you know the red cross it's something like 90% of their of the money that you give them goes to overhead uh, whereas 10% actually goes to the people who need it whereas on blockchain you can like really easily see where money is going in in an organization because it's you know all the transactions are public so it 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 adds a level of transparency you know the sort of radical transparency that you don't get anywhere else um, but then there's also uh, decentralized finance on Ethereum, which I think is probably going to be one of its killer use cases is that it's, you know, it's permissionless, everything that you have in the finance world. So like, you know, derivative, I mean, you've got synthetic assets, so like stocks, um, options, um, uh, in index funds, like, you know, trading, just spot trading, you have all these uh things that run on you know your traditional financial infrastructure that you can run on the ethereum blockchain in a permissionless manner so it's it's much faster like it democratizes access to uh synthetic assets so you can you can essentially mint a stock on the ethereum blockchain tie an oracle to it which uh an oracle is is a connector from the real world to the um the blockchain world you know and and provides data from the real world to the blockchain world so, so that you know, somebody in 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 uh, in China can buy a U.S. stock like at the you know snap of a finger, at the click of a button, um, and um, yeah. So there's 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 and and all of this is permissionless. So you know you don't like need to uh, open up a Schwab account in order to start trading. You just you know fund an Ethereum wallet and then and then start trading. So there's all sorts of interesting decentralized finance um, applications on Ethereum. I I just want to like take a step or two back to just understand. So Ethereum, as you said, it helps it with finance and governance. And you said like you can build apps on top of Ethereum. Like you can, it's like a platform. So, 
so when you're saying that you need a ethereum wallet like are we buying part of the like is it a currency like i don't understand how can you have a wallet in that yeah 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 um a wallet is like a representation of of this cryptographic like primitive i would say is is anyone can create a wallet you can create a wallet for free it's just you 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 compute a small like cryptographic function and now you have this 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 wallet and you know we can get more in depth but i think that's probably as in depth as we want so it's it's free to create a wallet um ether is the cryptocurrency of the ethereum blockchain so ether is something that uh, ethereum miners produce uh, but there's a number of ether you know there's millions of ether already out there so you can easily yeah just buy ether and then send the ether to the wallet that you just created um, and there's websites to create wallets and whatnot and there's a typically people use this, this browser extension called metamask where it creates a wallet for you you can even buy um you know ether with a credit card or a debit card from that uh extension and then you can start sending it or you can start interacting with these decentralized finance applications hmm. but uh so um like one of the features that you said like anyone can send any money from wherever but like at this point i personally don't know how to or like how can i even start so like what's stopping someone from like making commissions and like something similar to charge for right like uh, putting ether ether like on their platform and charging commissions for people to like buy that coin and stuff like that so like what's stopping them from doing that yeah there's there's nothing stopping them i mean typically people's way into ethereum or like getting ether is through these um yeah like businesses something like coinbase or kraken um gemini these these they're called like fiat on ramps is you know how, how do you get money um how do you get your traditional fiat your dollars into um into the into the cryptocurrency space and you know the, the, there are other ways so if you know if y'all want to buy ether you could just ask me you know and like we could do a venmo thing so if if you know anyone who has the cryptocurrency then you can buy it from them and you, you know you you send you send me dollars i send you ether you can check it on on a on a on a wallet on your phone so there there are more peer to peer you know it's essentially it 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 still is peer to peer it's just um sort of at scale it's a lot easier to do with a yeah with with a with the organization like you're talking about like a schwab account or something schwab uh, can you know sell you bitcoin but you can also just buy bitcoin from your friends mm. right and when you buy that ether right you can use that to run your applications that you want to run so that yeah. that yeah, creates yeah, yeah. a you demand can... of sorts for ether right in the marketplace totally. yeah 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 um i mean essentially yeah ether ether is not just a cryptocurrency it's also yeah a a token to run decentralized uh computer programs and but you know but it's with a currency built in so like when i when i buy something on on like an e-commerce site on amazon i can't there's no programmatic you know money there's there's like this debiting and and crediting from accounts and and you know it's a separate service whereas you know if amazon sort of accepted bitcoin it would be this it would be an integrated service where where programs can actually detect like did i send them you know this currency so i mean that that's more of a cs sort of mindset but it's 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 super interesting okay so uh, what are some other threats uh, to cryptocurrencies threats yeah 
I would say probably the scariest thing right now is um, like hostile governments to cryptocurrencies. So it's it's you. It's really hard to you know censor these. Um, like the actual blockchain, it, it's basically impossible to do that. But these fiat on on ramps, so like these companies that will allow you to buy ether with with dollars and whatnot, like those could be shut down so that it's really hard to get these cryptocurrencies. Um, so far, you know, I mean, there's there's plenty that operate in the U.S. Um, and 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 in other um, countries, but you know, China has like a ban on 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 buying these because um, you know it's it's um it poses a threat to them right because they're authoritarian people want to use censorship resistant money yeah so like uh, when you say some uh, one of these uh, exchanges like i have account with coinbase and mm-hmm. the coinbase company shuts down i still have my uh, cryptocurrency and my wallet and everything uh, right like it's it's safe or it's gone with the company that's a great question. Yeah, I would say that's that's like a big um, sort of point of contention in the community is um, depending on how you're custodying custodying your um, your cryptocurrency. So if you just buy it on their, you go to their website Coinbase.com or whatever, and you and you buy Bitcoin, they uh, they really own that Bitcoin and they sort of have this IOU. It's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll give you this, you know, if you ask for it, if you try and take it off of our platform, we'll give it to you. But most people don't, you know, custody their own. So they just leave it on that platform. So uh, technically, you know, in that case, Coinbase owns the Bitcoin. But um, I know that Coinbase, or at least I saw that Coinbase had a uh, a wallet app on, on like a phone. So like, I think that you can just, you can transact, you can take your Bitcoin off the exchange and, and then custody it on, on a personal wallet. Uh, and in that case, it wouldn't matter if Coinbase shut down. Yeah, because in that case, like what's stopping Coinbase from like putting out Bitcoin, selling Bitcoins to people out there and not having those IUs, they will essentially become like <laughs> banks, right? Like giving money that they don't have. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really stopping them from doing, uh, what is it, partial reserve or, or fractional reserve banking, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I mean, they can say that they have more Bitcoin than they have. I know that there are solutions for that. I think that there's a certain um, cryptocurrency um, called Chainlink, which has a proof of reserves oracle. So this is they, they've like built a solution so that you can um, actually like sort of audit a a a um, an exchange to detect you know are they fully reserved uh, or or is it a fractional reserve? Yeah, are they sort of just are they full of BS? So let's talk about your company, Etherize. Like, what does it do? And like, based on the name, I'm gathering it's built on Ethereum platform, and it works like that. Yeah, right now it's we we help businesses. So the ones that are sort of more anchored or coming from the traditional world, we help them uh, use blockchain tools to, you know, for example, like if you have a community. Um, that is already involved or like interested in your startup or your product um, and you want to give partial ownership over to the community tokens can be a really easy way to do that um, tokens on you know a blockchain or ethereum blockchain or, or a different one um, but and then you, you know that that gives like the community it sort of aligns the incentives of the community with the uh, people you know who have, who have a larger part in developing it 
So, you know, they're not they're not capturing um, all of the value that created there. They're distributing some of it. But um, also just helping like blockchain companies, uh, blockchain like native companies. So could be like developers. I mean, what's cool about, you know, like putting programs on, you know, running smart contracts on Ethereum is that you can be completely anonymous. Like anyone can just, you know, install a program on Ethereum and anyone can use it and, and, and you can't stop anyone from using it. But, um, but typically people, you know, do tie their identities to different smart contracts and, and, and companies that, uh, whose software lives on the blockchain. And, um, you know, these are people who either serve U.S. clients or they are they live in the U.S. So that means that they're sort of under the purview of the U.S. Uh, you know government, and if they don't have legal entities attached to uh, the people responsible for for creating this business and code, then they can get sued. So we also just help um, mainly using Wyoming's um, Wyoming is, is is super friendly to blockchain companies. They have like something like twenty laws that are very blockchain related like you know you don't you don't have to even be a person to own a company you can just be a blockchain address a wallet address can own a company in wyoming so you know that's super useful for blockchain companies because you know they might have like what's called a multi-sig wallet so that's a wallet that um requires uh, multiple parties to agree sort of on a transaction um so you know this company might own this multi-sig wallet that owns the uh, or rather the members of the uh the company uh each have you know a number of wallets that can sign to the multi-sig wallet that owns the company so so that's a nice way of um you know protecting the members liability um there's other sort of like interesting things you can do with that like um wyoming allows uh, it, like some people may want a legal entity to custody their uh, crypto, so you know you can you can like basically in a, in in a click of a button you can like set up an LLC that uh, is holding certain tokens. And in Wyoming, you have all these nice protections, so like you'll never be exposed to you'll never be forced to expose your private keys to a wallet, which is essentially like giving anyone you know your money um, or your tokens. So yeah, we help sort of in in those two regards. You're located in Wyoming right now. Um, no, I'm actually I'm actually in Colorado, but um, oh, yeah. we 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 go up to Wyoming pretty often, and and we're yeah because <laughs> Wyoming the state like I've never heard anything about it like this like <laughs> yeah. like Wyoming and being useful in the same sentence that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're. they're I guess they're eager to get ahead, you know, put that, put that an anonymity behind them and, and like, yeah. you know, come onto the stage as a, as a blockchain friendly state. Yeah. Talking about like getting ahead, when did you start your journey with cryptocurrency and like, when did you begin? Yeah, I, I really got interested in it. Um, 2017, you know, when it like sort of made its biggest debut under the, under the scene. Um, uh, yeah, originally got interested in it as uh, yeah, just an investment, but um, soon got more interested sort of in the programmable money side of things. Because as a developer, typically you just develop using infor- you know information that doesn't uh, that isn't directly tied to a monetary value, but now you can actually integrate uh, payments like 
directly into your programs, which is, is super cool. If I understand, uh, taking a very high level perspective, um, if I have a very expensive, uh, like uh, a Pokemon card or something, right? And I want to distribute that, I just don't want to sell it to one person. If I want to sell it to multiple people, I can't do that using the traditional uh, fi finance instruments, right? But uh, using blockchain, I can tokenize it and then uh, give it to my friends as a token. Uh, and uh, is that something your company helps building? Those are the tools yeah. that you... Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the... the, the... <laughs> So, I mean, I think that you could figure out maybe some way to do that in the typical legal world. I think it would be a lot like more convoluted. Right. Um, yeah. Signing it's, a it's bunch a of documents, forming some yeah, sort totally. of another entity. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be paying lawyers like many, many thousands of dollars to, to get that worked out. But yeah, you could do that a lot easier on blockchain. Um, I would say, yeah, so that's sort of like tokenizing real world assets is like you create this, it's called an NFT, a non-fungible token. So that's like... You know, fungible tokens are dollars, you know, or, or Bitcoins. It's, any one Bitcoin is equal to the same as another Bitcoin. Um, whereas a non-fungible token is, you know, one NFT is not equal to another NFT. They're completely unique. So like you're saying, like a Pokemon card would be an NFT. Whereas, you know, there's, there's only this one, you know, holographic Charizard or whatever. And, um, you know, we can token you know issue tokens so that people own a certain share of this charizard uh pokemon card but what's 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 and it's sort of in a similar vein which I, I, I sort of get more excited about is like this nft um this like internet native art so um recently there was an artist that produced um a a bitcoin um bitcoin related piece of art so it's it's this it's this program um that uh it takes in price feeds so it, it has something like like maybe 10 layers of 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 uh pixels and each layer um is is the display is algorithmically defined by um you know so, some sort of like artistic algorithm that takes in the bitcoin price feed and then like messes with the pixels somehow and um you know there's a number of like different algorithms applied to each layer so that you get this like you know super interesting daily changing piece of art and um but it's you know they don't stop there so like essentially they sold this piece of art on on an nft marketplace and made um i, I, it's got, I think it was like more than twenty thousand, something like that so um but you know it they didn't just give it up so so every time that the piece of art is sold the original artist um makes um this this was built uh, on ethereum so you can't actually do even though it's related to bitcoin you can't build this on a, on bitcoin because bitcoin is just really that database but it's built on ethereum so every time the the uh, piece of artwork is is transferred um the money that um that was used in the transaction like a small percent goes back to the original creator so there's this like really cool like programming part of this art where like you know i mean th there's there's plenty of examples in history where this piece of art is bought for you know a few thousand dollars and then the buyer goes to this you know marketplace and marks it up you know millions so the, but the original artist doesn't get any of that whereas in this case it prevents that <laughs> And on top of that, um, this like one, you know, NFT um, at very like uh, important 
um, moments in the Bitcoin price feed. So when it hits like something like twenty thousand or fifty thousand or hundred thousand uh, US dollars, it uh, it like it mints another NFT. Like it sort of like poops out this little baby NFT that can then be sold uh, as well. Where the uh, owner of the NFT at the at the time, the the, the parent NFT, makes a percent of what's sold uh, that that child NFT uh, what that sold for, as well as the original artist. So it's like you know you basically have programmable art now with with uh, programmable uh, cash you know money flows uh, programmed into that. So it's super cool. Yeah, the 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 NFT space, the 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 tokenized sort of asset space. Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, then- there's like. Sorry, just one addendum. There's, there's like uh, companies tokenizing real estate so that you know it's really easy for, you know, maybe like a hundred different people to own a historic building. You know, basically the community to own a community building and then you know share in the profits of that or you know vote to uh, to have um, uh, it it you know its use in a certain way. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. remember this. Uh, this is still like uh, um, you know the building example and the Pokemon Go example is real world asset tokenized in the virtual world. And the one that you gave is totally uh, everything is in the virtual or in the like you know internet and blockchain world. There's nothing in the real real uh, yeah. world. So yeah, I think uh, we'll. I think a lot more uh, companies uh, in the crypto space are uh, looking at creating that self-sustaining uh, world where. Every everything all the assets are being produced in that uh, virtual world uh, and has and the computers can do all the you know all the hard work of trans- keeping transactions uh, you know settling all the accounts uh, and all of that stuff so totally. it's, it's fascinating yeah i mean i mean there, there, there's even like virtual worlds on blockchains like decentraland i know is one where it's this whole like vr world that the assets the real estate in that world is tokenized so that uh, if you, you know, if you own a piece of that uh, world, then you know you can go and like live there, put on your VR headset, and like you know actually be in that space. Um, so that yeah, eventually it'll. I think it'll just all be digital. We'll just be sort of like Ready Player One style, where we'll have these like mansions in in VR, but we'll actually own them. You know, cryptographically like proven. You know, it's not. We won't be at the whims of like if you own some item in world of warcraft or something like you know blizzard can just take that from you Um, (laughs) Uh, anyone who wants to get started in this space uh do you have any recommendations how should they get started owning uh investing in this space uh maybe like an etf or something yeah there there are no um cryptocurrency etfs yet um there's like ideally there should be some um next year uh because you know this year actually the, the um, Office of the Comptroller of the U.S. like said that banks can custody crypto. Um, PayPal just yesterday allows, uh, you know, all their or is is opening uh, PayPal accounts to like buy and sell uh, cryptocurrencies. So there's there's like a lot of you know adoption coming online. So ETFs should be coming in next year. But um, there are, you know, you can um, buy options for, you know, if, if you're like more, um, 
into yeah those like more complex uh, investment vehicles there are options but you can also just i would say like easiest thing is just to buy bitcoin and and hold it um I, yeah I, yeah i mean i guess this is not financial advice i think i should say that <laughs> but uh but that is um that seems like the best way to get into the space but where, where do i go to buy a bitcoin Oh, I would, yeah, Coinbase, Coinbase works. Um, yeah, yeah Kraken works. I, yeah, I personally have some Bitcoin and that's through Robinhood. So oh, yeah, Robinhood you... does it too. Yeah. yeah. Robinhood does that. I do not know that. I I I have free trade here in UK which is like equivalent of Robinhood, but mm. I I was searching for it before this episode but they still don't have like a cryptocurrency on that. I think it'll be very difficult in UK. uh such so, so many regulations uh, they're already it's difficult for it to set in us i don't know how long it'll take to you know be yeah. common place in uk yeah okay so if if people want to find you where where should they reach out to you like how can oh, yeah. they find your company yeah um they can go to yeah our website is etherize.io um and i'm on twitter at real palebone um <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh cool. I think Elbow uh, is taken so I had to be real Pablo. <laughs> um yeah, I love we will add those links in the description on the show notes. Um cool. And that was it for this episode. Uh again like This is for all the listeners if you like this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcast share it with your friends you're also available on YouTube if you search for cold brew money these are your hosts Atitan Tapin this was Ian uh, and this is cold brew money <laughs>